0: Hello, people of the internet. It is your humble host, Orion, today with the next episode of the Return of the Sith podcast. On today's podcast, we have some—we uh, got some good stuff planned. We got a lot to get through, so let's see if we can get through it fairly quickly. Up first, we have the uh, comic reviews for the Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple series, the first three. Uh, then we have a trailer breakdown and review for Episode Nine, since that just came out this past Monday, and. Uh, Star Wars The Life Day Special review, Uh, as promised on the Facebook page. We're going to get into that. So, let's get right into the news. Okay, let's get right into it. First off, we're going to start with the comic review. So right now, we're going to review the most comics we reviewed at one time. Now, it's kind of cheating because at the same time it's a comic series it's not the full series we're gonna be talking about today is Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple comic comics number one two and three Um, so in this Jedi Fallen Order uh, Dark Temple comic we get some some more backstory on the character uh, Seer Junda and uh, the first comic opens with an inquisitor on, on Totho, and this is where, I believe it's the Seventh Sister, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not too into the whole uh, Inquisitor information, but I believe it's the Seventh Sister. Um, yes, so we see the Seventh Sister arriving and saying that she wants to find out what's going on, and that she's the big boss, and that um, she wouldn't have been called in if the, uh, the Commander clone had done their job. So she is here, basically whipping out. Um, she's got BDE. For all you people who know what BDE is, that this Inquisitor has BDE and is heard, and there's rumors of a Jedi on the on the planet. So after that, we get um, we go back in time before Order 66, and we meet for the first time, uh, Seer Junda and her master, Master Cordova. Um, and they get into a little uh, fight about uh, credits being stolen from one of the clans. Or not clans. One of the, one of the groups of people. And it, it's a small little fight. We get to see kind of how brash she is and impulsive. And all this other stuff. Um, we, we get to learn some basic character flaw. Well, we, we get to see the character flaw she has at the beginning of her story arcs. Which is, I mean, it's a good thing. Uh, it's interesting, and uh, in, in the first fight sequence, I guess it's the second fight sequence in the comic, the first fight sequence with our hero, uh, we hear uh, Sierra t- uh, say, if you get to use your blasters, I get to use my lightsaber, and she mows down in a couple of swings the, uh, the, the opposing enemies, or the opposition. Then she returns to the, uh, the Jedi Temple, She returns to the Jedi Temple, and we get to meet with Master Yoda and some other Masters of the Council, and uh, basically they say that that was a complicated mission, blah, 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 blah. And I believe that Sierra says it best uh, when she says, no, this mission is my punishment. She thought she was going to get kicked off, basically disbarred from the Jedi Order, and her Master tries to have a, a lighter point of view about it, and she just flat out says, no. That this mission that we're going on now is my punishment. So she goes on the mission with him. She's kind of disgruntled about it. And uh, we meet this guy. I'm just going to call him the DAA because I can't remember his stupid name. And uh, we we see her move on and stuff. We see her move on with uh, Mr. DAA. And they go to go meet with this uh, quote-unquote hostile group, the uh, the Flinari. And, yeah, so in this, uh, they stop for a minute, they get attacked and ambushed, uh, she runs off to go figure out what it is, she finds a dead body, she comes back, has a talk with her and her master, and then there's an explosion. You find out that her caravan has been attacked, uh, and at the end of the comic, you uh, you see uh, you see her mourning over her master, and then, what at the time when I first read it uh, I thought it was a force ghost of her master saying uh, hope you were right about her and so that's where the first comic ends so we get some good stuff um, about Sarah you get some extra stuff into right uh, kind of the events and what it's like during and right before order 66 happens and then comic number two goes forward and uh, it's the seventh sister again you, we get to see uh, her learning about this Jedi temple from a quote-unquote Jedi. I say uh, quote-unquote quote-unquote Jedi because uh, while they wield a lightsaber, uh, they also wield a blaster. And the, the Inquisitor straight out says, uh, Jedi's don't wield blasters. So yeah, she uh, completely calls her out and then sees the temple. So it turns out, uh, in, an, in another twist that in the second comic we find out uh, Nirali, the leader of the, the this dissenting group um, they're actually a bunch of chill temple keepers they just want to leave the land how it is and we learn from her that uh, DAA is corrupt and just wants to get the temple for its resources and stuff which, kind of hocus pocus, garbage, blah 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 seen it before, could have done without it so, Sarah straight out says, "Hey, uh, I want to go confront him, and I want to go message the Jedi, so we can get a full investigation going on here." So, her and uh, a droid sneak back into the city. The droid, in my opinion, isn't too important. It's mainly for comic relief. I didn't really enjoy the droid. It was more annoying than anything. I it felt more in the vein of um, not even three PO, but more uh, the droid from Rogue One. Uh, not K2SO either I don't even know I just I, I didn't like the droid anyway continue going she uh, meets up with the uh, with the the head people of the system on Totho still on Totho before Order 66 happens and she falls out of the, the great above her uh, above DAA confronts him and says I got a good agreement he says I got a good agreement with these people we're chill we're cool we're just going to sit back here, uh, capture her, detain her, make sure she's not sick or ill or whatever. And she destroys all the weapons, fights her way through the city, tells the droid to go back and warn the others of the finale. And I'm going to call them that, the finale, just because I can't remember their damn name. Uh, she tells them, go back them, relay my message, I'll buy you some time. To give the idea that she's gonna sacrifice herself, when really it's a second comic in a five-part series, and I know she's in the video game, so I know she's not gonna die in this comic. Not worried about it. Uh, she goes back, she helps defend it, and then they actually defend the temple from a couple of droids. Comic number three. So we get uh, we get Seer leading an attack slash confrontation of DAA. Uh, the, these are just the main important parts of the comic. There's some other stuff in there that I didn't really enjoy too much. Um, we're just going to get into the main meat of it. The the main confrontation, this is the biggest plot point in the third comic. We're on the third comic now, guys. I know I'm going really fast, but I got a lot to get to. I still have the trailer review and the holiday special. So we're getting there, we're getting there, we're getting there. Confrontation DAA where he's like, I got more tricks to pull out, blah, blah, blah. And Master Cordova comes back. Plot twist. It's crazy. He's alive. He's been working with the other team. He's playing both sides. Freaking her out. She's like, this isn't the way. da 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 Like, this is really important. And he's like, no, 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 no. You need to chill. You've been fighting with the rebels. No, no, no. This is freaking her out. She thought that her master was going to be on her side. Hell no. So she goes back, and they have a, a – not a quid per quo, but uh, – they they have a just a peace gathering to try to talk peace doesn't really work out um but they they agree to continue peace until until they can have real peace talks at a later time buying time for sarah and uh master cordova to go sneak in to the temple uh that keeps being alluded to it was alluded to in the first comic and then in the second comic she almost went in but then she was attacked So we're finally in the fourth comic, hope to God, that we get to go see what's in that damn temple. Anyway, let me review the comic now that you kind of get a little synopsis of what the first three parts of the comic are. In my opinion, um, I'm kind of sick of seeing Padawans being brash and impulsive. I, I get that's what they are and that they need to learn patience and how to be calm and stuff. I get that. It's just kind of a played out trope. But I can appreciate it. We get some liveliness, and there's some there are some genuinely funny moments that I can appreciate um, between Sarah and uh, Nira. I'm gonna call Nira N- Nirali Nira just because it's easier for me. Um, yeah, there there are some genuinely funny moments that I can appreciate. There's also some nice action sequences with some beautiful pictures. Uh, I didn't check who the illustrator was. But you know I'm going to look up the illustrator uh, after I finish recording the podcast. But yeah, that that's the comics. So let's transition into the next big thing that just came out this past Monday. The trailer. Okay, let's get right into the trailer because I got a lot to talk about and a little time to do it. I thought this would be a lot shorter, but it's not. Okay, so the trailer breakdown. First, we Finally get to see a ray training sequence. No longer will she be able to be called a Mary Sue. Thank Jesus. We'll finally get that Luke Skywalker and all the other Jedi training sequences like we've always wanted. Immediately after that, we see a pilot helmet fall. I think that's a callback to Luke Skywalker's uh, Red 5 pi- fighter pilot. Um, yeah, Then we see it's a flashback to either Jakku or a flash forward or a call forward I'm sorry <clears throat> to her on the death star uh, meandering about uh, climbing making a very large and scary jump and again she's running with Luke's lightsaber we saw it destroyed in the last movie so how is JJ Abrams going to retcon uh, what what's his name did don't even want to say his name Uh, then, even later, we see, uh, in a hangar, we have Lando and Finn, they're giving a rousing speech to the resistance fighters. Immediately after that scene, we see Rose, uh, she is confirmed to be in this movie. I'm not, I don't, Rose is not my favorite character. She could have given Finn a very good story arc, instead... She uh, she sacrificed herself because we're going to win with love. Instead of letting him make a good sacrifice because he had already had a really meaningful character arc. Uh, two times, he he's alive for love. Anyway, uh, immediately after that, we see uh, the ship from A New Hope. The ship that Princess Leia is on. Uh, You're my only hope. We see that ship... Uh, flying out of the jungle. Uh, I would like to think that's the same one that Leia flew back in the day. We don't know for sure, though. Uh, Then we get some new footage of Rey and Ren in their first confrontation. Uh, Also in this moment, we get to see Kylo Ren be a fucking idiot and grab his cross-guarded lightsaber uh, like Ahsoka Tano. So there's that. Uh, then we see a squadron of TIE fighters flying to this new icy planet that we haven't seen before which is really interesting. Uh, after that we get a scene of Palpatine and his throne, um, and we get to hear his voice which is really really interesting, and it, there's some new stuff on it instead of the black leather, black, simple, generic design. It, it has etching and all kinds of uh, intricacies to it, maybe over years of time. Him playing with his force lightning after falling into the reactor core. All kinds of cool stuff. After that, we see a Star Destroyer rising from the ocean. Uh, I I think this might be a little bit of symbolism here, actually. This might be a little bit of symbolism um, as Disney's trying to bring back the Star Wars license after the catastrophe of Last Jedi and Solo, a Star Wars movie. Um, Because people boycotted Solo after they were upset with uh, whatever Last Jedi was. So there's that. After that, we get to see a fleet of Resistance ships, as well as the Millennium Falcon, which was really nice. It was a large fleet. There were some A-Wings, some B-Wings, some uh, TIE Fighters, and some other miscellaneous ships were really interesting. We get to see more fighting between Rey and Kylo Ren which is really cool. Um, And there's a split second where there's an explosion. I'd like to think that explosion takes place on a Star Destroyer. I tried to get it frame by frame and it was just not a good picture. They really did fade that very fast. Not appreciated Disney. Uh, After that, we get to see a really upsetting scene. It's C-3PO saying uh, something to the extent of, I just wanna see my friends for one last time. And if you look in the background, you can see a droid sitting dead in the background on a wall which is just really really nice i like to think that maybe that's a token from the battle of naboo but that's just my own personal opinion now Uh, also in the scene we get to see zori bliss a character we know nothing about so i'm not going to make any opinions on her because i have no information about her can't make an opinion on someone i don't know uh after that i have written down r2d2 R2-D2 actually gets to say something, really, for the first time in this trilogy. I know he says something in The Force Awakens, but he is pretty much non-existent in The Last Jedi. So, we get to see R2-D2, and immediately after R2-D2, we get to see some of the last scenes with Carrie Fisher, also known as Princess Leia, which was really, really heartbreaking. Um, It's good to see her, though. Uh, It's just really sad to see her nowadays. Uh, after that, we get to see the Y-Wings are back, not the stupid, ridiculous bombers with uh, space gravity. You know, that's good. We get to see Y-Wings. Um, after that, we get to see Space Horses. Space Horses. Space Horses. And they're running on a Star Destroyer. That is trying. To, the Star Destroyer is trying to become part of a fleet in what looks like an assault. And they're riding space horses with BB-8 on a Star Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, Then we get Finn calling out to what I hope is a possessed Rey dueling that double-bladed red lightsaber. Please, God, let that be Rey. After that, we get a scene of Kylo Ren and Rey fighting together. Um, And it looks like it's a Knight of Ren... I I couldn't really make it out because there was the helmet and it looked similar to Kylo Ren's but then the man just turned to dust. So maybe that's a new force power that we haven't quite seen yet. Uh in the room, if if you look closely at the room, it looks very similar to Vader's chamber. Um except it's in all it's in all white. So it could be like a medical bay or maybe something else. Maybe it's like Kylo Ren's personal chamber on a on a new star destroyer or something, especially after the last ship got completely obliterated by Admiral Holdo, so there's that. Um, yeah, and then the the last scene I want to talk about, which was the most the most incredible part, was Palpatine. I'm sorry, I'm sorry about that. It was Emperor Palpatine, and it was just his maniacal laughter as Rey looked in terror upon what we at. I'm just going to go on what we could see. I'm not going to insinuate right now. I'm just going on what we could see. We could see a chair, crawling legs, and a black hood. Now, let me assume some things real quick. Um, that was fucking Palpatine. Sorry, that's two F-bombs in one episode. That was freaking Palpatine, uh, in that spider chair. Palpatine is alive. Um, he is on the Death Star on this ocean planet. Um... And he was laughing at Rey. What did I think of this third and final trailer? Well, um, there were some good things. I liked Palpatine. I liked the Rey and Kylo fighting scenes, even though Kylo Ren's being a dumb idiot, grabbing his lightsaber like an idiot when he has the cross guard. That's the whole point of grabbing it like a Sokotano, using it backhand, uh, is so you can have more of the defensive stuff that you get with the cross guard. So, no real point, in my opinion. Um, there were some really cool cinematic effects, like the TIE fighters, TIE fighters flying on that icy planet. I really appreciated the um, the whole training sequence uh, montage footage that we get. I hope it's a bit longer. I hope we get some more stuff on that. I think that's really important to her character development, and uh, basically for her to fully understand what it is to be a Jedi, and for her to not be called a Mary Sue on the internet. Because, you know what? I don't think she deserves that. Um... That's just my personal opinion, though. I am sad to see Rose. I wish they killed her off. Didn't like her. Didn't appreciate her. Uh, Thought she served no purpose other than to make that an almost three-hour movie. So, yeah, that is the trailer breakdown, in my opinion. It was a decent trailer. Um, But we do have some information from a very important person in terms of Star Wars uh, talking about the trailer. This is on Mark Hamill's Instagram. Uh, He says he doesn't think so. Uh, he, he doesn't think that this is the last trailer now maybe he's talking about them cutting up this trailer and mashing up into some other pieces whatnot um, it's going to be what it's going to be I'm not worried about it It's uh, some, other, some other good news uh, well it's either good or it's either bad one of the two Star Wars Rise of Skywalker has the most tickets sold in the first hour ...of pre-sale. Don't have to apologize. Um, I am one of those people who bought their tickets. I bought two tickets to see it in a very comfy movie theater... ...on uh, December 19th. So yes. Uh, you can all screw off. And you know what? <laughs> Let's get right into the final segment of our show. We're going to be talking about the holiday special... ...made back in like 1970-something. We'll get right into that. And on to the final segment of this episode we have our discussion on the Life Day Holiday Special. Now, for those of you who weren't born in the early 70s, the Life Day Special is what Lucasfilm called the uh, Holiday Special, obviously. And so let me give you a brief synopsis of what happens. So this takes place after the events of A New Hope. And in it... We get to see, it starts out with Han and Chewie being in, being pursued by the uh, by the Empire. And so then we cut to where a majority of this film takes place on Kazoot, not Kashyyyk, Kazoot, where we get to see Chewbacca's family. Um, and then it's a weird fever dream because it starts out and then the child puts a uh, drive in to this 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 player thing, and it plays like a ballet dance. It, it's really weird. Th- this is a really really weird piece of Star Wars. I, I I understand it's space fantasy, but it's really weird. And so after they get to see the ballet of bizarreness. Uh, we go on and we get to the next part, which is um, the mother, Molly or Malai or something with an M. It it was very forgettable. Uh, she contacts Luke Skywalker and um, asks if she knows where Luke or if she knows where Chewie and Han are. She does. He doesn't. And him and our 2 are working on a motor or something, and then they go off and try to do their own thing. It and that's what a majority of the cameos in this are. Uh, then we get to see this trader who is talking to a person of the empire and trying to sell him stuff and then he's like Luke and Han or Han and Chewie are on their way. Da-da-da-da-da. And then they call Princess or Princess Leia and C3PO call and she's like, "Well, I need to talk to Han and Chewie. That doesn't work out." And then we get to the bit, a majority of what happens, and the trader comes in and comes to help out with, um, comes to help out and just make sure everyone's okay in this trying time because the Empire has declared martial law at this point. And so he's over there. He brought gifts for uh, the kid, the grandfather, and the mother. And the kid, he gets a a communicator, which will be important later. The grandfather... I'll touch on the grandfather's thing in a minute. And the mother gets pretty much a personal viewing device. Uh, The grandfather's... And again, this is what makes me continue to say, I'm pretty sure this is a fever dream. He gets a chip for pleasure and imagination. Didn't make that up. It's... uh, Definitely interesting, to say the least. So yeah, uh, after that, then we get some uh, Imperial guards and a uh, general. Com- well, not a general. He's just a commander. He comes in and he's checking the place out, making sure there's no Rebel memorabilia. When the traitor guy, he, <laughs> while he, the Imperial leader. Is basically has his back turned. He goes and shuts the rebellion communication panel. It, the stormtroopers don't pay any attention. The other guy who we saw earlier, uh, who he, who the trader was talking to in his store earlier, doesn't pay any attention to it. it it's it's so charming. Meanwhile, at this point, Chewie and uh, Han have landed on the planet, and then it goes into um, the. A band plays on this virtual player that was given to the mother, Molly, or whatever. And after that, we get to see uh, the kid. He puts on a cartoon of Luke, Han, and some Boba Fett thing. And they win, but he's told to stay off of it. And eventually, he gets told to run upstairs. Where? He finishes building the communicator that. He was given as a present by the trader. <sighs> After that, he tells them. Uh, he sends a message that says they need to report back to base. Okay, we're almost there. Then the traitor comes back, and then <laughs> and then Han and Chewie come back, come out, and Chewie goes to defend his kid. And mind you, that the kid is his kid. <laughs> and. Then the mother, uh, she's off doing her own thing, and Han basically slaps the blaster out of the stormtrooper's hand and shoves him over the edge, and the traitor tries to deal with the situation by contacting the Empire, saying he basically took all the valuables and ran. And so now the Empire is sending a search party, and Life Day is saved. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was a fever dream. I have completely forgot about the cooking show, which was like 10 minutes on bantha loins, I-, I kid you not, bantha loins. That that's what it was. It was bantha loins. This this holiday special is something else. Uh, I mean, it's the '70s. You can see it in this set. The set is pretty much a '70s home with a few Star Wars um, ex- amplifications to make it more Star Warsy. But overall, um, it's it's I mean it's very 70s. It's very dated. Before I was like, why doesn't why doesn't George Lucas say that this is canon anymore? Uh, well, one, he changed the home planet uh, that the Wookiees are from to Kashyyyk, and two, it's a fever dream. So all in all, even with it being a fever dream and having all these wacky moments and most of it being incoherent growling from three characters that we care nothing about the main the main antagon- the main protagonists that we love uh, are featured in for maybe five minutes total all of them so that's i mean it's a good it's very child friendly and i can see that it was made to sell toys and it was in that weird time when star wars was trying to find its identity And unlike now where we have wonderful things like the Mandalorian and all kinds of other fun projects, we don't get to see all of um, the weirdness that we got to see back in the day. So I appreciate it for what it is. It's better than The Last Jedi. Um, So yeah. Thank you very much for coming to the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I'm sorry that it's late. Um, That was the other thing I wanted to add to this episode of the podcast was that we are going to continue doing some uh, more podcasts. I didn't forget about the podcast. I just got busy with uh, schoolwork and stuff. We didn't forget about it. We're coming back to it. We're going to start trying to do it weekly or biweekly. I think it's going to be biweekly uh, starting next Friday, which is December. uh, uh 20th December the 20th five days before Christmas I will have my Rise of Skywalker impressions uh, on that episode I also think we're going to have some more uh, comic stuff in that episode I'm really excited for it I hope you guys enjoyed I hope to hear you guys in the next episode and I will see you then thank you so much for enjoying please rate us five stars comment like subscribe see you then